Dear gentle listener, a warm welcome to Dear Mind. I am quite literally your storyteller, Shri Vidya Shivakumar. Dear Mind aims to create and encourage conversations around mental health. We do this through stories, through the shared experiences that teach us that we are not alone. We are, after all, our stories, and our stories are us. Today's story tells a tale through a poem, an iconic poem. I'm talking about Hope is the Thing with Feathers by celebrated American poet Emily Dickinson. Emily Elizabeth Dickinson is one of the most prominent 19th century American poets. She was a keen observer of the world around her. A lyric poet, her work is steeped in images from nature, music, religion. You'll also find other themes like the exploration of identity, death, love and immortality. Her body of work, close to 2,000 poems, was published posthumously to astounding success. Hope is the Thing with Feathers is one of those poems that immediately brings its maker to the mind. It ranks up there for me with Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou and Where the Mind is Without Fear by Rabindranath Tagore. Hope is a vibrant, quiet, ebullient presence in this poem. You'll see what I mean. It's a short poem. Let's fly into it. Hope is the Thing with Feathers by Emily Dickinson Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. I hope you liked the poem. Did you see the obvious pun before I read the poem? Hope is a thing with feathers. Feathers, light, buoyant, hardly any weight at all. In describing hope as a bird, the poet tells us that hope is universal. It can waddle rather fast like a penguin. It can sprint like an ostrich or swim gracefully like a majestic swan. Now, I get it. Holding on to hope is not easy. When things are tough, when it is easier to give in, 
Hope is a fleeting thought, if that. But please think about this. Why does anybody do what they do? Why do we accept a job? Why do we work out or shadow box? Why do we continue to plant coriander when we know that it is such a fussy herb? This is a true story. Why do we start a podcast? Another true story. Hope, isn't it? We hope and believe that these things will work out for us. A movie, a song, a series, a book, a post you didn't like, they are all still made with hope. That's how powerful the emotion is. So it makes sense to hold on to hope. And like the poem says, hope asks for nothing in return, except that you have hope in yourself, your plans, your dreams. In 2020, a review of the research on hope and mental health looked at 20 studies involving college students with high rates of depression, anxiety and distress. Now, these studies were conducted in the last decade. Five major themes emerged from this exercise. One, hope is associated with improved coping. Two, improved well-being is also associated with hope. Three, depression and negative life events are less intense for those who are more hopeful. Four, having hope is a protective factor against suicide and negative self-deprecatory thinking. And five, a hopeful person is more likely to engage in healthy behaviors. I'm quoting directly from the study, the link of which will be at the end of this podcast. Now, you might think, this is all very well, Srividya, but how does one go about it? If I may offer just three suggestions. One, spend your time with the right kind of people. You might not see it, but a negative person, even that one person who is the closest to you, will find a problem for every solution, will find that dark cloud behind that glimmering silver lining, will make you believe that things are nothing but hopeless. So by right, I mean hopeful people, people filled with optimism. A hopeful person will keep it simple. They will ask you, if not you, then who? especially when you're ready to quit. And you will need to hear that. Two, be grateful. We talk about gratitude a lot, but we don't really practice it enough. Even thinking about two things you're grateful for each day will make a massive difference. And three, think about what you consume. Doom scrolling, mindless reels, hours and hours of social media, all this is playing on your mind, your health and your responses. Be really careful about what you're feeding your soul. Nourish it, nurture it, be kind to it. Somehow when we speak of hope, we more often than not speak of the hopeless. But hope is also for those hopeful times, for that hopeful you. How does hope manifest in the hopeful soul? If you're one of those lucky ones with hope, how about passing it around? 
How about instilling hope in others, being a change agent, a generous friend, a well-wisher in every sense of the term? How about teaching others how to be hopeful? And because hope is a bird, I imagine that every single one of us can carry it pretty much everywhere. On your shoulder, in the palm of your hand, tucked away in your coat, beating rapidly and with a lot of comfort to you, against your heart. If the tiny Arctic turn can cover 60,000 miles in a year, surely hope can cover a small fraction of the distance for you too. Thank you for listening to Dear Mind. This is a Mind Stories production. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and the power of stories to slow down the world in beautiful, miraculous ways. If you did like Dear Mind, please consider leaving a rating or review on your podcast app. Your support matters. And finally, do email us at podcast at mindstories.com to share your thoughts. I'll see you in two weeks with another story. Bye for now.